Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Bava Kama, Daf Dalit. And we are starting toward the bottom of Gimel Amid Beis, about 12 lines or so from the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, at the two dots, Hamave Vehahever. Um, as a uh, throwback to Shabbos, we learned that there are Arba Avos Nezikin, that there are four categories of damages. And the way that the Mishnah wrote this on, in the opening Mishnah was Shor, Bor, Mave, and Hever. Shor, we know, is an animal. Bor, we know, is a pit. Mave, we have no idea what the word means, which is why we're going to work on that now. And Hever is fire. So the Gemara now grapples with, for what us should have been, the first question of the Mishnah, which is, what does the word Mave mean? Uh, for those of us who are fluent in speaking Hebrew, I'm fairly fluent. What does the word Mave mean? Mem, Bez, I, and He. It's not a normal word. So the Gemara is going to figure this out. It's a machloka samurai between Rav and Shmuel. Let's jump right in. My Mave. The Gemara says three-fourths of the way down. What does the Mishnah mean when it says that one of the Avos Nezikin is called Mave? Rav Amar Mave Ze Adam. It's a reference to the word Adam. We'll see why the word Mave was used in our Mishnah. Ushmuel Amar, no, Mave Ze Shein. And let's explain each Shita. So again, Rav holds that Mave is Adam, and Shmuel holds that Mave is actually Shein, damages that an animal does by eating. Right, we discussed this yesterday in different iterations. Let's get let's get into the underbelly of why Rav and Shmuel hold the way that they do. Rav Omar Maveze Adam because the pasuk says, and this is a pasuk that's in Sefer Yeshaya, a bit of a prophetic pasuk. Says the Gemara Omar Shomer Asa Boker Vegam Laila Im Tibayun Bayu. And I'm not even going to bother translating. We're just going to go to Rashi. Rashi is six, seven lines from the bottom of the page. Three lines before the wide lines. Hashem says to the Jewish people, there's going to be a mourning, which is otherwise known as the righteous people will be redeemed. There's also going to be, as Rashi says, there's going to be a dark period for them. And im bishuva if you, the Rishayim, want to do tshuva and come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can do that if you want. Alma, Adam Ksiv, Bayu. The language of Bayu, the Shoresh, Bez, Ayin, Hey, Bayu, that's what the Pasuk says. And therefore, Rav is of the opinion, we see a link between the word, the word Mave and the word Adam. And therefore, that's why Rav holds the way that he does. Ushmuel Amar, back in the Gemara, 10 lines from the bottom. Ushmuel Amar, Mave is a Shane. Where does Mave Link up to the word Shane. How does Shmuel know that Mave means teeth? The Pasuk says, Eich nech besu esav nivu matzpunov. And uh, what, is this, what does this Pasuk mean? My Mashma says the Gemara. This Pasuk is translated Kedimitargim Rav Yosef like Rav Yosef translates. What does that mean? Ichdin ispilish esav iskelin matmerohi. When esav was ambushed or attacked, iskelin matmerohi, iskelin, it was revealed that which was hidden. And teeth are things that are sometimes revealed and sometimes hidden. Sometimes you see a smile, sometimes you don't. Sometimes people, even when they're not smiling, you can see their teeth, depends on how their face is shaped. But the Misa, the way that we look at it, according to the world of Shmuel, is that it is that which is revealed. So we see that the word uh, Mave in our mission, according to Shmuel, is revealing that which is often not revealed. But then how does he hold that? Why they're both of We're going to discuss that at length today. Very good. Because if he holds Shane, and we learned the other day that Shane is also one of the Avos Malacha under Shor. So that's repeating then. We'll see soon that we're going to look at it more 
narrowly. And really the word shane is not found in our Mishnah. It's found in another Brisa. Our Mishnah just says, Shor bor It doesn't say shane. You're right, according to one of the ways we learned yesterday, that it was implied, if not included by uh, silently, it was included in, in Shor, but it's not how we're going to learn today. You'll see. The Rav my Taimelo Amar Kishmuel. Why does Rav not like the answer of Shmuel? Let's remember, Rav said Mave is Adam. Shmuel says Mave is teeth. So the Gemara says, Amrlach Mikatani Nive. The, the grammar doesn't work. And the Pasuk that Shmuel wants to use, it doesn't say Nive in that Pasuk. It says Nivu, meaning that that which is lost is where the word Nivu is connected to, not on that which is. Uh, not on that which is hidden. So says the Gemara, Ushmuel my time, Lomar Kara, for a very similar reason, Amar Lach, Miktani Boa, the grammar for his usage of the word is also not correct. Rav had in the Pasuk, Vigam Laila Tibayun Bayua should have said Boa, which it didn't. So the Gemara says, Mikti, if that's the case, then Kuroi Lokimardaiki, Velokimardaiki. If the arguments are correct, then Neither Rav or Shmuel have good psukim to support their shita. So we're kind of back to the drawing board in regards to where does Rav get his shita, that the word mava means Adam, and where does Shmuel get the shita that mava means shame? So now the Gemara is going to analyze again. Five lines from the bottom. This is version two, our second attempt at trying to understand why each of them don't hold of the other. Rav, my time, lo Omar, Kishmuel. Why doesn't Rav hold like Shmuel? Because Rav says, Tana, Shor, our Mishnah is speaking about a shore, and therefore the whole mili the shore. Our whole Mishnah uh, is can't all be talking about shore. The word shore is talking about shore. The word mava has to be talking about something else. It must be an adam. Ushmuel nami hotanale shore. I. What about Shmuel? We also see that shore is included is an inclusive term, and maybe like text was hinting to before. That if we say that shore is part of our Mishnah and shore was a sweeping terminology to include everything about a shore, if that's true, then maybe the word shane should not be learned from Mava because maybe shane should have been included in shore. That was exactly what text was asking. So says the Gemara, two possible answers, both of which are somewhat complicated. Here is answer number one. Let's just keep our focus. The, the, the eye on the prize is trying to understand the Shita of Shmuel. How does Shmuel understand that Mave means Shane if our Mishnah already spoke about Shore? We're three lines from the bottom on Gimel Amid Beis. The Gemara says, Amr of Yehuda, Tana Shore, really the author of our Mishnah spoke about Shore, but that's only as it relates Likarno. When our Mishnah says Shore, it really only meant Karen. It didn't mean Everything short only meant Karen, and therefore Umave has room to now be the Sheno to be for teeth. See, text was bothered by the fact that our Mishnah said shore, short shvarim have teeth, and therefore, how can you say Mave has teeth? He's right. So, according to Shmuel, interpretation number one that Rabbi Yehuda gives on behalf of Shmuel, it's interesting because Rabbi Yehuda was a Talmud of Shmuel, Amar of Yehuda. No other way, no. Yeah, Amr Yehuda Bar Shmuel. Yeah, he was a Talmud of Shmuel. So he's explaining on behalf of his Rebbe. And what he's saying is that now, nah, when the Mishnah said Shore, it didn't mean everything about the Shore, it only meant Karen. And therefore, the word Mave is available for the word Shane. And that's not a stira anymore. That's not a stira because Shore only meant Karen. Didn't mean everything about a Shore, it only meant the horns. So according to Rebbe Yehuda, our Mishnah is speaking about a Shore, which is a Karen, a boar, which is a pit, a Mave, which is teeth, and Heber, which is fire. So for him, Kaftor Beferach, our Mishnah is clear. And the second part of our Mishnah, which says, and if you flip back to Bezim and Aleph, you'll see that the, the second line of our Mishnah wrote, 
Lo hare hashor ke hare hamave. Remember? So now we've reinterpreted shor and mave. Shor is keren and mave is shane. So back to our Gemara. Our Gemara says two lines from the bottom on Gimel Amad Beis. How do we understand that qualification of the Mishnah? Lo re'i ha keren shein hana lehezeko. When we are talking about a horn where there is no actual hana of an animal to pierce someone. So that's one world, and that's different than It's a different type of avnezikin. What the Gemara is getting to, what our Mishnah was getting to, is why did our Mishnah bother to say all four options? And right now we're specifically looking at Shor and Mave. And the Gemara says that according to Rabbi Yehuda's interpretation of Shmuel, according to Rabbi Yehuda's interpretation of Shmuel, the reason why we had to have Karen is because Karen has no hana. When the animal pierces another animal, there's nothing pleasurable about that for the animal. Masha'en Cain, if an animal comes into my orchard and starts eating oranges off the trees, there's a lot of hana there. So because those two avos nazikin function differently, one's with hana, one's without hana, therefore says the Gemara, we need both of them. And And says the Gemara at the top of Dalad al the opposite is also true. The lower iha shain, shain is also, we already made one difference between Karen and Shane. Here's a difference between Shane and Karen. When it comes to an animal who starts to eat from my oranges in my orchard, he doesn't know that he's damaging anything. He's not trying to hurt anybody or anything. He's hungry, but he's an animal. So he doesn't know the difference between that which is his and that which isn't his. So there, she'en kavanasolahazik, but kiriha karen she'kavanasolahazik. When the bull is charging at the matador with his horns down, he knows exactly what he's doing. It's fight or flight. So he's fighting now and he's hurting. So therefore, we need to have the double terminology in our Mishnah. The Mishnah's language was Shor and Mave. Rabbi Huda unpacked that to mean Karen and Shane. All of this is answer number one for Shmuel. Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that Mave means Shane. Says the Gemara, wait one second. The Lav Kalvachomer. Isn't it that isn't that in fact a Kalvachomer? That these two things, Karen and Shane, maybe we can learn one from the other. How so? So the Gemara says, Uma Shane, Shain Kavanasalahazikhaib. In regards to an animal that damages by eating, where he had no intention to cause damage, remember, he's just an animal. So he sees oranges growing, he's hungry, he bites them. Simple. So if he if we're going to be chayiv on what that animal does when he didn't even have kavana to do damage, then Karen Maybe, says the Gemara, you should have only taught me the case of Shane. And I instantly would have known the case of Karen. Why? Kolshakane. If I'm going to be chayev on the lesser case when I wasn't even trying to damage, for sure when I when my animal charges at you and hurts you, push it that I'm going to be obligated to pay for that. So it says the Gemara, no, it's not true. You can't have it be the case that we teach the case of sure without mave. We need both. Itzrich, four lines down on Dalad. I might have thought... We actually have precedent in halacha where there is kavana, but someone is still putter. And that's the case of, let's say I were to own an eved and an ama. I own a servant and a maidservant. Says the Gemara, eved ve'ama, lava falgav, even though it's the case that maybe they were in the mindset of the kavanas and lahazik, afilu hachi putter, tireh. If I have servants and they walk into your yard and they burn down your haystack, I'm putter. So the Gemara says, maybe we should have said, 
We need to have both languages. We can't use the Kalvachomer that we just recommended. Why? Because maybe the Kalvachomer is wrong. Maybe really Shane is no different than Eved Ve'ama, where they're completely putter. So therefore you have no Kalvachomer anymore. Says the Gemara, Amar Avashi, that's not good. That's not correct. You can't learn anything from the world of Eved Ve'ama and, and use that as, uh, as a rejection of a Kalvachomer because Atu Eved Ve'ama, Lav Taim Araba Isbahu. They have a tremendously good reason why the Baal would be putter. Again, if I had a maidservant, why would I be putter if he or she, my Eved or Ama, does damage? Says the Gemara, because Shema Yakni Tenu Rabo, maybe had it been that they could do damage and I would incur the responsibility, then perhaps what could happen is that I could be a, a bad boss. My, my Avadim and Shvachos hate me and they walk around damaging things to make me pay. If you work for me, you're my Ebed, you're my Shifcha, and you're mad at me, you keep, uh, t- you take a key, you walk down the street, and you just hold the key against the cars as you walk down 20 cars in a row damaged. So the halacha has to be that the Ebed can't make me pay for that. It can't be. It can't be because otherwise we have a scenario where my angry Ebed will end up costing me tons of money, and I have no control over them. But it's not possible. Responsibility over the other, the employee or whatever. But the Gemara is saying that's Ravashi's Shita. And this is actually quoted in the Rambam. The Rambam is of the opinion that an Eved who intentionally does something in order to incur his boss to pay, flatline, total zero. It's a little difficult. I agree. I, I'm with you. What? Yeah, but it doesn't have anything. It's just an unfortunate. It just falls between the cracks. Nobody pays. Do you hire me to be your slave? Hire is a strong word. I own you. <laughs> you own me. Right. And I go, don't feel like. You're mad at me. Yeah, I'm mad at you for whatever reason. So you go key all the cars in the McCord parking lot. No, none of the owners will ever get paid back. Someone has to go to jail. You, but it won't be a financial payment because you own nothing. Everything you have is mine. So is that like a Pasha Oh, it's us, sir. Yeah, I mean, the Eva is not allowed to do that, but it doesn't mean that I is the Balam Chaya. Right, but he's also part of the state. You're calling out the, the, the conflict in our brains because we have very consequential brains. If you do X, there needs to be a punishment. If you cause damage, you have to pay. That's how we're wired. This is an exemption to that rule. I know it's hard for you. It's hard. I asked a Shiloh to Rabbi Shmuel first. This just, this happened to me about six or seven years ago. I was very uncomfortable with the Psaac, but I listened to him. I was opening my car door at Winston Towers, normal. A huge gust of wind uh, popped out and the door slipped out of my hand and caused damage to the door next to me. That's what we ended off the show with yesterday. That what? Mm-hmm. Although that wasn't, that would have been Aish in this case, because it fell out of my hand. Although the car is stationary, uh, it could be a blend. That's a good Shiloh. Is it Aish or Bor? Anyways, I called him right first. He's like, you're completely putter. Why are you even asking? He's like, you should know that. <laughs> I'm like, shoot. <laughs> so embarrassed. Yeah. He's like, Grumman Benazikin is putter. Yeah, nobody want to leave a note. That's a Maisa Chesed, but it's not. You're welcome to, but a, you're absolutely zero obligation. But that's this. Things fall through the cracks. Dad. Why would the Evid not be 
responsible for the payment. He, he has, has he has nothing. He has nothing. But he should be responsible for the payment. What does that mean? It's impossible. What does that mean? It's a theoretical concept. I understand. Well, the answer is so, if, he, if he's ever free, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be relieved from the responsibility of having to make the, make the payment. He physically can't do it, but it still seems to me he should be responsible. That's a theoretical comment. And maybe David's right. Maybe if ever he's freed, he carries this long-term burden. I don't know either. I don't. I don't know. It's, um, it could be. It could be that he. And, and, and by the way, there's also. Let's not forget. There's also the long-term consequences, which is that Hashem runs the world, and if the punishments in this world don't even out mathematically, they'll certainly even out in the next world. We also hashkafically certainly have hashkafically whatever the right word is. Our philosophy is that things will even out upstairs. In fact, our Gemara says we've had this a, numer a number of times that Rishayim enjoy this world more, so they have less over there. So th there's a math equation that none of us know, but in these cases, things figure themselves out. They, you know, they figure themselves out. They do. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says, and therefore the Gemara says we can't use this line of reasoning to question Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore the Gemara tries another way. We're about uh, 10, 12 lines down on Dal and Ella, and the language here is a little messy. It should be parich ve'emahachi. I should ask a different question. What did we just say above? What did Rabbi Yehuda say? He said, A keren, where the intent of the animal using its horn is to damage, that's different than this we pointed out, that when an animal is eating, he doesn't have kavana to damage, he's hungry, and he's not bright, so he just eats whatever he sees. But there's a difference as well on, in the flip side, is that when an animal eats, he's enjoying. But when it comes to the Karen, now what's the problem with all of this? The problem is, now, according to this approach, you got to hold cup here. According to this approach of Rabbi Huda, we've managed to include Karen, which is Shor, and Shane, which is Mave. What happened to Regal? On yesterday in Dafyom, it was on Monday, it was on, on Shabbos, I mean. On Shabbos, we learned a brisa. I'm just going to read this brisa. This brisa is on the top of Bezim at Bez, five lines down. The brisa reads, Gimel avos nemru bishor, hakeren vehashen viharegel. Now, according to Rabbi Yehuda's interpretation of Shmuel in our Mishnah, he's included Karen, which is Shor. He's included Shane, which is Mave. What happens to Regal? You just leave it out? Are you arguing on the Brisa? Are you saying that Regal is not one of the Avos Nazikin of short? So the Gemara is pushing on Rabbi Yehuda a little bit. Like, I see how you did what you did. I got it. I, I see that you include you made Shor into Karen. You made Mava into Shane. What happens to Regal? Shire, do we leave it out? So what would Rabbi Yehuda answer? No, we don't leave it out. Rather, at the end of our Mishnah, when it says, Kishahizik, Chav Hamazik, that's Asuye Regal. And if you'd flip back to our Mishnah, you'd see that that's in fact what our Mishnah says. Two lines before the end of the Mishnah, when there is damage, that language is a broad, inclusive language to teach us that Regal is also included. Therefore, we have the trifecta. Shor is Karen. Mave is Shane. And that last line of our Mishnah, when it says, that's Regal. Asks the Gemara, okay, just write it. Just write it. Put it in our Mishnah. If you're saying that Shor is Karen and Shane is Mave, write the word Regal. 
And that question is so strong that the Gemara rejects Rabbi Yehuda. And we're back to our, our starting point, which is how in the world does Shmuel learn our Mishnah? And the Gemara says a third of the way down in the name of Rava, here's another attempt. Ela'amar Rava really tana shor liraglo. Shor isn't Karen. Shor is regel. Umave l'sheno and mave is shein. V'hachi kamar. And here is what we're going to be talking about now, the comparisons. The reason why we need both shor and mave, which is equivalent to regel and shein, is as follows. V'hachi kamar. Lo ri'iha regel. Damages of regel are different. Shehezeiko matsui. Animals walk all the time. Basically, everything they step on, they 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 ruin, basically. And it, that's different than kiri'iha shein. Shein hezeiko matsui. Uh, most damage is not done by by the animal chewing on things, and uh, and, and the converse. And when an animal does in fact do damage with teeth, with, with teeth, where he does enjoy what he's eating, that's different than kiri'iha So we need both of them. Here too, the Gemara says, "All right, that's great, but you just created a new problem." We were bothered in our last iteration of Rabbi Yehuda that he included Karen and Shane and left out Regal. Look what you did. You included Regal and Shane and left out Karen. So the Gemara says, halfway down, for Karen Mai, Shire. Now, now, how did you, this wasn't even a smart response, not to be rude, but like it, uh, you, you just created another problem. So the Gemara says, no, don't worry. Same answer as before, but just now including something different. That when our Mishnah at the open of the Masechta says, that includes the case of Karen. And now we have our trifecta according to the answer of Rava. We have Shor being Regel, Mave being Shane. And the end of the Mishnah, when it says, that is including Karen, asks the Gemara like we asked before. Why don't we have Karen explicitly in our Mishnah? And the Gemara says, not like we said before last time, this was the end of the question. Now we have another answer. The Gemara says, Our Mishnah is only dealing with cases where one is Mu'ad from the beginning. We don't really know in Lamdus what this means. We're going to have to spend time on it later in the Masechta. But betamin uh, muadin lo kamayri. But our Mishnah is not dealing with an animal that first has to prove itself as a muad, and that is talking about Karen. Therefore, Karen is left out of our Mishnah. This is an acceptable answer. And the Gemara therefore embraces the answer of Rava. And here is the conclusion. According to Rava, according to Shmuel, here's what our Mishnah means. Our Mishnah is means that Shor is Regel, Mave is Shane, and last but not least, Karen is left out. That's what the Gemara concludes. The reason that Karen is left out is because Betamin Ulvisof. Our Mishnah is not dealing with cases that first have to prove themselves as Mu'ad. Halfway down, the Gemara says, If you'll remember from the beginning of the Gemara today, we had to do a version two of this question and answer. We just answered why Shmuel doesn't hold, uh, why Rav doesn't hold like Shmuel. But now, Shmuel, why don't you hold like Rav that it's Adam? So Amar Lach, Shmuel says as follows, If you want to say that Mave means Adam, then we have a big problem. What's the problem? Hakatani Seifa. We have a Mishnah that's found a little bit later in the Masechta on Tes Vavamid Beis. Look what it says. Shor Hamuad, Bishor Hamazik, Birshus Hanizak, Ve Ha'adam. So Shmuel is bothered. What do you mean Adam is Mave? Adam is explicitly written in the next Mishnah. Rav, what are you talking about? Rav, how can you say that Mave is Adam? Mamish, we have an express Mishnah. It's not a Brisa, it's not a Tosefta. 
It's mamish the next, it's in 10 blot. So why, Rav, would you ever tell me that Mava means Adam if the next Mishnah says Adam? You have to be wrong. Shmuel can't even handle the thought. Of course it's wrong. So says the Gemara, the listening Beresha. Um, uh, yeah, it turns out, right? So it says, well, I have a listening Beresha. Why is it that Adam wasn't listed in this part of the Mishnah, according to Shmuel? Says the Gemara, because our Mishnah is Benizke Mamon Kamairi. Our Mishnah is dealing with when something that I own does damage. But Benizke Gufo Lo Kamairi. But I'm not dealing with the damage that's caused by the person himself. By that which I own, yes, that's the Mishnah and Dabez. The Mishnah later on is dealing with even if it were to be me. But our Mishnah is not dealing with that. So that's how Shmuel understands things and says our Mishnah cannot possibly be talking about Adam. Our Mishnah is only talking about when things that I own cause damage. I Rav Nami. Okay, Shmuel's stark. He's got a really strong shita. What about Rav? Haktani Adam Beseva. Rav, the rubber's got to hit the road. If you know on Tes Vavamidbeis, Rav, that the word Adam is included, then how can you interpret Mava and Daf Beis to be Adam? It says the Gemara, Amar Lach Rav, two thirds of the way down. Hahu Moadin Muadin Huda When we include the word Adam in the Mishnah on Tes Vavamidbeis. That's because that's a list of things that are specifically in the realms of Muad. But it doesn't mean that it isn't part of our original Mishnah. Our original Mishnah is Avos Nazikin. And Mave is Adam Avos Nazikin. I and Tess of Av- Yeah, that's because there's another listing happening. But it doesn't mean that Mave doesn't belong on Bez and Bez. I'm not if it does. Says the Gemara. Okay, well, if that's true, then what does the second line of the Mishnah mean? Like on Beis Aleph, we then said, remember, we said, Ashur, Abor, Hever. And on the second line of our mission on Beis Aleph, it says, Lo Hashor, So now we have to, Umay, Lo How then do we understand that we need both Shor and Mave? Says the Gemara, Hachi Kamar. Lo Hashor, Kofer. Ashur, we have to pay a punishment called Kofer. Kiri Adam, Kofer. There is no special punishment of Kofer. For a for a, a person, and a human being when when he causes damage, he's obligated in arbadvarim. It's really really five. It's nezek, tsar, ripui, sheves, and bosh. That's the five punishments that we will extensively learn throughout uh, nezikin. And I'll just uh, briefly translate what they are. Nezek is damages that I cause. Uh, tsar is pain that I cause. The Gemara is going to teach us how to measure these things. Uh, ripui is uh, medical bills. Uh, Sheves is a loss of time, and Boshes is, is your, your sense of busha. So we have to pay for all those things. Again, the Gemara has a formula for all of these things. But Lemaisa, in this case, when a person gets, when, when a person causes damage to another person, so he has to pay Arba or maybe five things. We leave out Nezek here. It really, it really should be five. Uh, that's different than Kiriya Shor Barba Devarim. So that's what the Gemara says. That's why we need both Shor and Mave, according to Rab. Shor has its own halachos, and Mave has its own halachos, and they're not the same. Therefore, we have to include both. The Gemara now concludes with that. We're good. We're good to go. And we move to the next part of our Mishnah. And back in the Mishnah, in Be'ez Maral, the next part of our Mishnah that was difficult was the sixth line of the Masechta that said, Atzara Shavah Shabahen. So now we're going to analyze that line. And eight lines from the bottom, on Dalad Maral, the Gemara says, Atzara Shavah Shabahen. 
What is the common denominator of all of the Avos Nezikin on Beis Amad Aleph? Says the Gemara, the common denominator is Shedark on the Hazik, that they are, uh, it is their habit, it is their way to cause damage. Says the Gemara, Shor Darko the Hazik, what every time you see a shore, it charges at you? Every time? Says the Gemara, yeah, it's Bimuad. We're talking about an animal that's a Muad. Says the Gemara, even a Muad doesn't attack every time it sees the red carpet. Says the Gemara, Umuad Darko the Hazik? I mean, really? Every time? Says the Gemara, Kevan yes, or Once we establish that a shore is a Muad, yeah, we assume that it's going to cause damage. Exactly right. Says the Gemara, wait one second. One of the Avos Nazikin that we had in our Mishnah was Mava, which according to Rav is Adam, that's a person. Adam, Darko Lahazik. I think we're seeing in today's era that some people literally are Darko Lahazik. There are people on earth who are wired to injure. It's true. But the average person on earth is not like that. Adam, Darko Lahazik, says the Gemara. Yes, but Yashing, when they're sleeping. What are you talking about? Yashin Darko Lahazik? You wake up every day, the person lying next to you is covered in bruises? Shem Yerachim. That, that can't be that every time you fall asleep, you hurt somebody. Says the Gemara. Since when you're sleeping, your body folds up, your body straightens out, you hit the lamp, you drop your iPhone on the floor. Uh, some people are crazy sleepers. So then, yes, Orchehu. Unbelievable. We assume that a sleeping person will cause injury. Halachic assumption. And Adam Muad La'olam, and therefore, if you cause damage while you're, I'm not talking about sleepwalking. I'm just talking about sleeping. If you cause damage while you're sleeping, you're chayev. It's not grama, it's not indirect. You're pashat chayev, like, as if you were awake. Why? Because Adam is Muad La'olam. Okay, so the Gemara accepts this as well, that Darko Lahazik, that all of these four Avos Nazikin that are listed in our Mishnah, Shorbar Mavahever, all of them are dark on the Hazik. Says the Gemara, what did our Mishnah mean when it said, Ushmirasan Alecha, that I, as the owner, am obligated to watch them? This is going to be difficult for Rav, because the language says, Ushmirasan. Their Shmira is upon me. Uh, what about Adam? Adam, Shmiras Gufo Alavu. The language is wrong. It should have been Shmiras Gufo, not Shmiras Son Alecha, but Shmiras Gufcha Alecha. The language is wrong. Says the Gemara, that's not a good argument. Four lines from the bottom. If you're going to argue that way, then we have to look at the following Brisa. Hadatani Karna. Karna was a Tana. Karna taught us the following. Arbaas Avos Nezikin, the Adam, Echad Mehen, Adam Shmiras Gufo Alavhu. Says the Gemara, it has to be that the language is Shmiras Gufo Alav. Ella, it must be. Kidda Amar Le Rabbi Abo Latana, Tani, Adam Shmiras Gufo Alav. He actually does have to watch himself. It's correct. It's a change in language. Top of Daladam at base, Hachanami. Back in our Mishnah too, we have to change the language in our Mishnah just to be like Rav. And therefore, Hachanami Tani, Adam Shmiras Gufo Allah. Kaftor Vaferach, we've answered up so far every part of our Mishnah. According to Shmuel, we said, what was the conclusion? We said that according to Shmuel, that Shor is a reference to Regel. Mava is a reference to Shane, and Karen doesn't belong in our Mishnah. And according to Rav, we said Shor is everything Shor. That's Shor, which includes Shane, Karen, and, uh, and Regel. And Mava is Adam. And then we explained all the various parts of our Mishnah that yes, Shmiras and Alecha, and yes, all of these people are dangerous. Good. Says the Gemara, you know what? It's nice that Rav and Shmuel have their machlokas. 
but there are actually other sources that speak about what the word mave means. We're going to be going until um, about 15 lines or so, 12 lines from the bottom of the page. Almost there. Says the Gemara, wait one second. Perhaps we should say mave zemayim. Maybe we should say that mave doesn't mean adam and it doesn't mean shane. Maybe it's talking about water. Because the Pasuk says, this is a Pasuk in Yishai, So what do we see? The word tive and we see the word mayim. Says the Gemara, no, the grammar is wrong. The tive is connected to the esh, not to the mayim in grammar. And therefore, you cannot say that. It's about the esh. Says the Gemara, fine. Then maybe we should say it's esh. Maskif you just told me that the word tiva is connected to ish. So now say that it's, that it's going to be ish. What's going to be our question? What are the avos nazikin, arba avos in our Mishnah? The last one is hever. So if mave is ish and hever is ish, asks the Gemara, Yahachi, my hamave veha hever. If mave is going to be ish and hever is ish, that doesn't work either. And if you want to say, no, mave, Dehainu hever, you want if that's what you want to say, that doesn't work. Yachi arba, our Mishnah says that there's arba avos nazikin, and if mave is going to be explained by hever, shloshahavu doesn't work. And the chitema tana shore the east bay tarte. There's really two kinds of shore. Yachi lo zevizesh sheish ben ruachayim eish my ruachayim east bay. If you say that, then mave has to be something that's alive, because that was one of the questions that we said in our Mishnah. Sheish bo ruachayim. So mave cannot be fire. The su and furthermore, my ke hare esh. What then would we would we say is that it's like esh in our mission? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't work. So therefore, the Gemara says you're 100 right. We reject it. Now the Gemara is going to highlight uh, a couple of different Marimakomos that contrast with our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, we said that there were Arba Avos Nazikinhain. Take a look at this brisa. The Gemara says a third, a quarter of the way down, a third of the way down. Uh, Tani Revoshaya. There aren't four. Shalosha Asar Avos Nazikin. Four is for the slackers. What? Thirteen. Shomarchinam, Hashoel, Nose Sachar, Vehasocher. Let's pause and translate. People who watch things for free, people who borrow, people who watch things for money, people who rent. That's four. Nezek Tsar, Veripui, Sheves, Uboshes, which I've already explained, certain fundamental types of payments that I'm obligated in. That's another five. Thirteen, says the Gemara. Okay, I got it. You showed me that there are a lot more than in our Mishnah. Ask the Gemara, but Tana didan, my time alone, Tani honey. Okay, why did you leave out all of the ones? Why did you leave out the extra nine that Rav Oshai found in the Brisa? If we were to have said like Shmuel, I could understand why they were left out because our Mishnah is Benizke Mamon Kamairi, Benizke Gufo Lo Kamairi. Because our Mishnah on Daf and Aleph is only talking about Nizke Mamon, damages that are caused by the things that I own, but not by me. Then we have to take out all of the five punishments. We have to take out Adam, all the different things that are person related. Elala Rav, listening. But according to Rav, who says that Mave is Adam, we taka should include all of the different five forms of payment. So says the Gemara, Tana Adam, Bechomili de Adam. We don't need to. When our Mishnah says Mave, which means Adam, it meant all of those other things. Rav is not saying that we disagree that there are 13 categories. He's just saying that they're all subsumed in the word Adam, which is Mave. They're all there. 
Rabbi Oshia also said Adam. Why by him are they not are they not all under the umbrella of Adam? So it says the Gemara, Trey Gavne Adam. According to Rabbi Oshia, there's two different kinds of person. Tana Adam, the Azik Adam. One is a, a man who injures other men. And the Tana Adam, the Azik Shor. And the other is a man who injures animals. Very, very different. Though in the research, they're not so different. Serial killers start by killing animals. Just saying. Usually one leads to the other. The, the, payment <laughs> the payment requirements are very different. So says the Gemara, the, the psychology might be similar. If you're killing cats when you're younger, you're killing people when you're older. So says the Gemara, uh, if you've ever killed a cat, I'm not making assumptions about you. I don't want anyone to like walk out here and grab a sniper or uh, you're fine. Says the Gemara halfway down, if this is true, sure, Nami, listen, trade short. Oh, if by a person we make such a distinction, maybe we should make a similar distinction by a short. Listen, short to Isaac short. And then separately, we're listening short to Azik Adam. So that's Gemara Haimai. Wait one second. Bishlama Adam da Azik Shor Nezekudim Mishalim. Adam da Azik Adam Mishalim Arbadvarm. The punishments are totally different between a man who injures an animal and a man who injures a person. Uh, Peter, notwithstanding, people are more chashuv than animals. There's nothing to talk about. That part's clear. So therefore, the punishments are drastically different. The punishments are going to be the same. For the Baal, the punishment is going to be the same. If the animal does the damage, so why would we distinguish between short? Says the Gemara, at the end of the day, oh, the Baal is going to pay the Nezek, whatever the, whatever the Nezek is. I didn't hurt you directly, my animal. I'm sorry, it's Nezek. But it's Nezek. We can't distinguish between Shvarim. These four types of shomrim, the Adam, the Azik, Shorhu, the Katani, that's a person who met, who, who injured a shore, says the Gemara, you're right, and with this we'll conclude. Tani, Hezeka de Biyadayin, the Tani, the Katani, Hezeka de Memela. There's a difference between a type of damage that's done with your own two hands when you're a Shomer Chinam, for example, versus that that happens Memela, something that happens by accident. And therefore, there's a distinction between our Mishnah and the Brice of Rav Oshaya. We'll stop right here. When we pick up tomorrow, we're going to see, just look at the next few words. Tani Rebchia Esrim Ve'arba Avos Nazikim. We'll see that there's a broader Brice, still more, and we'll have to figure out how that fits in with what we've already Learned. Wishing you all a beautiful night.